We're staring into the abyss here. It's up to us to restore the Baywatch brand. Hey, One Direction, you here for the qualifiers? I'm Matt Brody. I don't have to try out. I've got two gold medals. What is it that you think we do here? Prevent people from getting sunburned and occasionally stop them from drowning. Drugs, murder, dead body on our beach, and it all started once she took over. Some people are up to no good. We're gonna have to do what they watch as best. The truth is, one of you will probably die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks this is clearly a job for the police? Thank you, Blue-Eyed Demon. You got one job. Make sure swim-happy white people don't drown. Why does she always look like she's running in slow-mo? She's the reason I believe in God. Uh. We gotta go undercover. The summer is finally here. Welcome to episode 13 of the Bad Movies, Worst Opinions podcast, where we believe that everybody has their favorite bad movie. Do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast, give us a review, five stars, all of that stuff that podcasters uh, tell you to do. We are very happy to be finally joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. We are reviewing the movie Baywatch today. Pete told me this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't have a lot of movies that I turn on and about the middle of it, or even maybe probably like one-fourth through it, I'm checking to see how much time is left. <laughs> and I think there were three or four occurrences when I said to myself, I can't believe there's 52 minutes left in this movie. I can't believe there's 31 minutes left in this movie. But I made it through. I, I came through for my guys, and I got through all of Baywatch. So this movie is rated a 5.5 on IMDb out of 193,000 votes. You can catch this on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus is actually mm -hmm. a really good streaming service for our podcast. We watch a lot of things on there. The plot, a devoted lifeguard, Mitch Buchanan, butts heads with a brash new recruit as they uncover a criminal plot that threatens the future of the Bay. The cast, The Rock is Lieutenant Mitch Buchanan. Zach Efron is disgraced Olympic star Matt Brody. Priyanka Chopra is Victoria Leeds, the evil henchman. Very rarely do we get a female evil henchman. Henchman. I'm going to say, here's my first fun fact. When they wrote this movie, it was designed for a male antagonist, but after they talked to Priyanka Chopra Jonas, they determined that she was perfect for the villain role, so they then adjusted it a little bit. Alexandra Daddario was Summer Quinn, John Bass is Ronnie Greenbaum, and Kelly Rohrbeck, C is C.J. Parker. Second fun fact, by the way, that was supposed to be Kate Upton. But Ooh. she did not get to, she did, eventually she had some issues and could not take the role. So or that became, she can't act. That probably was, well, I won it. it didn't stop Priyanka Chopra from being in this movie. <laughs> that was probably uh, her biggest issue with it. The budget, Pete, 65 to $69 million. Mm. This movie made $177 million worldwide at the box office. A smashing success. A lot of people loved Baywatch. You were just not one of those people. The weekend box office. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, Guardians Part 2, Baywatch made $18 million and debuted at number three, Alien Covenant number four, Everything, everything, number five. Rob, this is not one of the better box offices that we've had. Uh, Guardians 2. Guardians 2 out here making big moves. That's what Marvel movies do. They just gobble up money. This is the, I mean, we have Pirates of the Caribbean 7, Guardian, another Marvel movie, a rehash of a 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever year television show, 
the nineteenth Alien movie, and no one has ever heard of everything. Don't everything. know what everything. This everything is a terrible is. box office. There are seven Pirates of the Caribbean. Probably not. I just made that up. Oh, we're not really factual on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you think I this is. I legit don't even know. I'm, I literally looked it up. I don't know what everything. Everything is. I don't know. How does this movie do anything? The, I've never heard of this movie. This movie kicks off with the rock spider sense tingling as a man is nearly dying in a parasailing accident. And what is the theme of the movie? We get a lot of. Slow motion. Mm-hmm. The the rock is the man on the beach. Everybody loves Dwayne. And then we see that some drugs have washed onto the beach, and a nervous random man is talking to a beautiful lifeguard, which later we know is Ronnie in the pursuit. Pete, I don't get why you didn't like this movie for this reason. <laughs> this is why I don't get it. This movie I thought was fun. Yeah. And you know what this movie does well? Every single time on camera, there's a nice-looking person. The Rock's a nice-looking guy. Zac Efron's a nice-looking guy. All of the women in this, very nice-looking people. Mm -hmm. This movie accomplished a very simple goal. I don't think the movie took itself too seriously. I thought there was some good humor. There was attractive people in it. That was a good time to me. Well, to me, I think it just it starts off, and I understand it's a comedy, but it's just so unrealistic. How The Rock knows... That this what parasailer is going to crash and hit his head, <laughs> and he's he's got such anticipation and such a a sense for the ocean that he's able to start running before he even has an accident. It I knew that I was in for the longest two hours of, of my life. <laughs> that was my favorite. That's my favorite part. He's just like minding his business, and then he just you can tell you could see his spider sense tingle. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy. He hasn't even started his ascent yet no, on the parasail, no. and he already is running because he knows that you're about to crack your head on the coral reef. He knew immediately. Also, is this the scene where this is not the scene where they tease the stupid poisonous coral thing that we get a callback to later? But I liked the hey anticipation of the parasailing accident scene. It just showed us that he is a super duper lifeguard. And, and then, but you mentioned Ronnie in, in the pursuit underrated character is dave pretty funny at the beginning and then you blink and then he's dead he wasn't in the movie much no he wasn't (laughs) hannibal burris was not in the movie for very long he was in the movie for probably four minutes he was he was a great perfect like hey the friend guy also the scene where ronnie meets the hot uh lifeguard is hilarious i don't get why he didn't like that it's really funny now hannibal burris carries the freight but it's still funny here's my issue with the the Ronnie character arc. I agree. I think the initial meaning of Ronnie, as I mentioned with my favorite character, Dave, who dies is hilarious. I think the entire scene where, where he gets his penis stuck in the chair Mm -hmm. and they have to crash down. Very, very funny. The problem is that this penis scene kicked off like two hours of penis-filled jokes. We even, at one point, saw a penis in this. We saw The Rock. I don't know why it was written into the script that he had to say taint so many times. But Holy Christ, you just tickled another man's taint. Who gives a shit right now? That was part of it. I just think for Baywatch, which we have always thought historically would be this movie where, again, like you were saying, see that great-looking people, just a lot of... Can we say dick on this? Can absolutely oh, yeah. say dick on this. Yeah. A lot of dick. Not that, look, you know, some movies can have dick, but I, I think it just was a little too much. Two hours worth of, worth of dick was a little much for me. I will make this point with Pete, and I'm with, I'm with you here on this. 
I thought it was like the, hey, we're going to be a rated R comedy, so we're going to really try to push the line. Like, if this movie is PG-13, I don't know if it's any better or worse for it. Like, I think it's okay. Like, I, I do kind of agree with that. Like, every time they would curse, I just was like, I, I mean, I get that's how people talk, but I, I just didn't really, this movie didn't push the line enough to me to be a rated R comedy. So you needed almost raunchier with the comedy and the stuff, or just take all the dick out and be PG-13. You think it got caught kind of in no man's land? Yeah, because I would say a movie like Wedding Crash, like, you can't do Wedding Crashers correctly if that movie is PG-13. That's fair. You can't do 40-year-old version. No, we're talking like a comedies i think you can do baywatch at pg-13 and we all still like you and i like it I, there was nothing there was nothing that was gonna happen say for pete, pete to like this movie i think you could do this movie it's pg-13 and you not really lose anything for I, it. I tend to to disagree i i think there were times when the jokes almost and it wasn't just the penis stuff it almost they took jokes like too far to a degree where not that I, I was watching this alone, but it, like it reminded me of of when you're younger and and you end up accidentally watching a sex scene with your parents or something. That that feeling of like ugh, like kind of cringe, a little cringy. You don't need to go that far. So I tend to agree with you guys. If they took a step back, still did similar jokes, but it was PG-13, I think the movie would have been better for it. We get introduced to Zac Efron as Matt Brody and Alexandra Daddario as Summer Quinn. So you make me guess your name. Are you following me? I was actually just going to ask you the same thing. Okay. Look, you're hot. I may resist for a while, but we both know eventually I'll give in. So why don't we just skip that? Why don't you put a baby in me? Now. No, honestly, I was thinking of dinner for you. But we could try the baby thing if you want. You are trying. Way too hard. Well, trying's the best part. And these are just two incredible-looking individuals. We then learn that Zac Efron is a disgrace Olympic-level athlete. Who is that swimmer? Ryan well, here Lochte? You go. It's fun fact time. He is written after Ryan Lochte. Okay, that is yeah, the no, entire I, I purpose of the character. I don't know how Ryan Lochte's name just quickly came back to mind for me. He but got I into some real-life trouble, Ryan Lochte, didn't he? He, he did get into some real-life trouble because I forget the story. but like He, he like went out. Yeah. During the Olympics, but then he, he claimed he got it. mugged. And yeah, he, was, he completely turned made out it up. he like didn't get mugged. Like just yeah. like drunk wandering around Brazil. I believe it was Brazil. Yeah, yeah it was got, Brazil. I yeah. remember. So Zac Efron doesn't think that he needs to try out to make the lifeguard team. The Rock obviously has other plans. Hey, fresh face, you here for the qualifiers? I uh, no, no, I'm not trying out. I'm actually already on the team. You're already on this team. I'm Matt Brody. Ready for duty. Ready for duty. Okay. Where are you from? One Direction. Um. Iowa? Iowa. You heard of it? Yeah, I know what it is. Hey, Steph. Hey. New Kids on the Block here is from Iowa. Oh, man. And uh, he says he's already on the yeah. team. Doesn't have to try out. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this. A lot of oceans in Iowa? No, just ponds and lakes and cocky pretty boys, apparently. Uh -huh. Cocky pretty boys. Hey, Mitch, what happened to that last pretty boy recruit we had? He died. R.I.P. Are you guys being serious right now? I honestly can't tell. You show up here, matching bathing suits. What is this? Lifeguard hazing. I'm Matt Brody. Hold the world record in the 200 meter, two gold medals. Hey, Matt Brody. Matt Brody. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we still don't, don't give, give a, a fuck. fuck. No, no, fresh out, fresh out of fucks. Yeah. There's some shady business going on at the beach that we'll learn more about later. But right now it's tryout time, which is just a reason for The Rock to show us how strong he is, and for Zac Efron to be shirtless. That is the only purpose of this scene. The only purpose of the fake. Ninja Warrior scene is for Zach Efron to not have a shirt, and then they start doing like world's strongest man competitions with The Rock. 
That's the only purpose of this. I got to tell you, it looked like Zach Efron was doing his own stunts with that obstacle course. It did look like he was doing his own stunts. And that was a tough course to do. I, I was actually very impressed by that. Uh, and then you're right. Yeah, it was just to show The Rock with his shirt off and them carrying two fridges. Look, Zach Efron slapped The Rock in the face and, and lived to live to tell about it. I mean, not many men can say that. Rob, not, would you be that? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to swim. Would you be that strong as a swimmer? I mean, I'm saying to do that obstacle course like Pete is talking about, you are strong. Would you be like, do we think Michael Phelps is that strong that he could do that course? No, but I also don't think swimmers have the body of the rock. Like, you mentioned Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. I'm like, talking about Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Too, yeah, he's, thing. he's yeah, also yeah. too short to like to be like a great swimmer. I I imagine like it's more like core strength, and you gotta be, you gotta be strong. Yeah, I imagine, but like you gotta be kind of long and lean type of strong, more like his pizza all. He's like you need more of like a tight end body than you need like a offensive lineman body. And The Rock is built more like an offensive lineman, and Zac Efron more like a uh, running back. But I will say this: you guys say it was only just to see him shirtless. This is where we get introduced to The Rock making some hilarious jokes right at the expense of Zac Efron. Matt he Brooks. calls him One Direction. He At Bieber. one point in the movie, he says, calls him Bieber. He calls him High School Musical, which is really funny to me because he's in High School Musical. I liked The Rock and Zac Efron's little, like, hate each other, make fun of each other kind of motif throughout the film. Come on, gold medal. Kick your little mermaid ass all over the... Hey, High School Musical. Make you a trainee, butterfly, but you're... 600. Hot Wheels. Big boys course, princess. Can I please turn the CB off in my room? Jonas, brother, listen to me. There's no better name also, too. This was really well written that his name was Matt Brody. I mean, that is the perfect, unless you're going to use Brad, and you couldn't be Brad Brody. So Matt Brody, that's the perfect, like, frat guy, unlikable name. name. Apologize to all the bats out there listening to The us. Vomit Comet. Oh, no, a group of kids fall into the beach, and now the group must jump into action to save them. But this turns out to be an important lesson for Matt Brody as his reckless nature takes over. This is the part of the movie that I think the movie does really well. And where <laughs> I like I enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie did rescue scenes really well. I thought the scene where they where, you know, he hops on the bike mm-hmm. and yep. he drives through the people. He then jumps in the water. He's trying to save the woman. I think that's a good scene. We then get another one of those scenes with the fire that we learned yep. is like a really important plot point. I thought the movie did rescue scenes really good, really cinematic. I liked them. Well, you were looking for where the sixty nine million dollars was spent. Very clearly it was special effects and shooting in the water and whatnot so hard to disagree about that but for a comedy i don't know if it necessarily needed this high impact action scenes but you're right they did they did pull them off when they had them i will say this about the you know rescue scenes i liked they did a good job with them because it's at the end of the day it's a lifeguard movie like let's have cool scenes about you know that and it it's an homage to the old you know show one thing i didn't like about this movie and i, I liked it more in pete but i still it's still not good is you know, they do the rescue scenes well, they do the lifeguard scenes well, they make the humor between them well. I think all that's done well, and we'll get to this later. The last 15 minutes, like, a secret agent mission, and we stopped being lifeguards, which is when I really started to dislike the movie. But the actual, like, beach rescue scenes are actually well done, and I enjoy them. The business deal is taking longer than expected, and Victoria is not happy about it. (laughs) There's a fire on a boat, and the crew has to go save the day. Matt Brody has no interest in listening to the team, and we learned that the councilman is dead due to this fire. I thought this was the best scene in the movie. I thought the scene 
of they get the call. There's a fire in the middle of the ocean. They then speed in there. You remember Matt Brody falls off the jet ski a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They finally get on there. They have to go. The Rock swims under the fire to go in there. They're saving people. You got these cute girls. Matt Brody doesn't listen. I thought this was the best scene in the movie. One of the ladies wanted to make love to the Rock right there. Yeah, it should have taken me right to now. That did happen. That was a, that, that was a weird moment. I actually, Take me. This wasn't my favorite scene in the movie. I don't know. I had a singular favorite scene. I kind of liked The Rock and Zac Efron's interactions the best. But this does actually show like a little plot. Like, hey, Matt Brody's out for number one. We heard you know The Rock with the, I guess, corporate lifeguard leader guy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that guy's role. But the matter being like, he's not out for one of us, only out for number one. He doesn't care about people. Da-da. This scene really highlights the stuff that The Rock shows. Like, oh, he's out for only himself, and I can't have you like that in my team, which I did enjoy. They actually were setting up, and they paid it off. I think the councilman, and um, what's the actor's name? But he he has some 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 George from Seinfeld to him. Like, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, Oscar from The Office, yeah, right? Yeah, there is a little is bit of that. The, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, there's some, the rewatchable. You that can't guy. really work another character. I, you know, I saw him as, as Oscar, and, I'm, and you know, I got to the middle of it. I was like, ah, oh, why we got to kill off Oscar, too? They were killing <laughs> off all my favorite characters in this movie. So your point, Pete, yeah. where you talk about there was, like, a lot of dick, a lot of just, like, why do we do this? Why is he naked in the public shower? Uh, CJ, <laughs> What are, you, what are you doing here? Here? Oh, it's um, it's a co-ed shower. Co-ed, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, co-ed is cool with me, because I'm cool with the co-eds. <laughs> I'm taking lunchers. Do you want anything? Ooh, I would like a salad. You sure? This place has really good cheesesteaks, meatball subs, footlongs. They really hit the spot. Like that's one of those scenes. Like I think, that, I think that's like a talking lo- Ronnie. I think it's a locker room shower. Yeah. I don't think it's a public shower. I think that's a locker room. Ronnie, you're talking Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. is Ronnie like the? I, next I thought that's scene, a locker room shower. I think they wanted you. But it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a door. So like you have to have the expectation if you're Ronnie that people can come in there because CJ comes in there. She's she's incredible. Every time walks she's in, on straight the street. To and then two other people walk on the backside. So it's these four people. It has to be a public the, shower. The point. Of it was, I think, the private lifeguard shower that they said it was okay. co-ed. I like a lot. I thought it was they, like a pri- locker room type they, vibe. Yeah, they said that they wore suits in it. And the whole point of that scene, and they had hinted at it earlier in the movie, a lot of a lot of dick teasing in this movie, but they wanted you to know that CJ knows that Ronnie has a howitzer. He's packing, and they confirm it. He's packing meat. They mm-hmm. confirm it, and then there's that, no way that guy's packing meat. Well, there's no possible in this chance. movie. He He's had a meat. he had a big member, and CJ saw it, and then was starting to get a little bit more interested. And then she liked the the funny guy routine, and oh, yeah. he's unathletic. Who cares? He's got a as Pete said, howitzer. Yeah, because he's out here because he's packing. I just <laughs> the whole the whole dick stuck in the wood joke. I'm like, there's no way that that guy's Jimmy is getting stuck in there. No, that guy that guy had a hog on. Him. Yeah, like I had a tripod, and that that played into the rated R two, which, which felt unnecessary. Where they kept going back to that shot underneath the chair, where like his testicles and penis were mashed into the chair. Very, very uncomfortable to watch. The police tell the crew to back off, but the Rock and the Baywatch crew they ain't trying to hear it. What did we learn from the perps after the interrogation? The only perps here are you three. Okay, you turned the canals into the goddamn X Games. Yeah, that's because we were in lifeguard pursuits. Oh, okay. My bad. 
except for there's no fucking such thing as lifeguard pursuit. Police do pursuits. When you do it, it's just some guys chasing some other guys. No offense. None taken. Real quick, can we talk about the police? Because this must be the worst police force in the history of American <laughs> beach towns. Why are they not trying to work together with the lifeguard? Like, the these two people should be on the same team. That is first and foremost. Well, I don't know why they're like, listen, lifeguards, stay out of our lane. This is our thing. I don't know why this cop is so territorial. And two... Why on earth are lifeguards doing any cop work? They should be, in fact, guarding the beach, not investigating crime scenes. They're in that house here in a little bit, like the house that they had the, the fight with, like the baby stuff. That's dumb. Why, why are lifeguards doing any criminal investigation? Are the cops that dumb? They only had one officer, it looks like. I sense some jealousy from the sheriff there. 100%. And, and it's the problem was, was that Mitch, he runs the town. And you would think that he, everyone knows him and he saves this person and that person. And the cop is like, I'm the cop. Why is the lifeguard getting all this fanfare? And you could see that there was a natural rivalry between these two guys early. That's probably fair. I do think the police force is terrible in this bad, town, though. Bad cop. Bad cops I mean, a, a city councilman there. died, and they're like, we have no idea who could have done it. Uh, the bad business deal? He didn't do any investigating in the bad business deal. The big hogged lifeguard figured it out, but no one else could? <laughs> Too much time drinking chocolate shakes. You see, it really enjoyed a chocolate shake at the end of that movie. That's definitely what it was. The crew arrives at Victoria Party to try to figure out if she's dealing or not. Zach Efron is supposed to be on the lookout, but he's playing the wife from Talladega Nights. Ronnie tries to create a diversion with the dance routine. Very good dance routine by Ronnie. Ronnie was getting it during Ron, the dance routine. Well, Ronnie was made my favorite part of this movie. Ronnie is hilarious. I I know it's too much dick and ball jokes, but his goofy, I'm not athletic, kind of doughy physique as a lifeguard, but like leaning into it, making jokes about it, is hilarious to me. I I think Ronnie was one of the bright spots of a of a tough film. I I do wish that he would have maybe at at some point early on in the movie said like. Where's Dave at? Because he just didn't care and didn't realize it really to the end. And, and unfortunately, we, we ended up losing you Dave. Love Dave. I loved so. I loved it. I loved Dave. I, I thought he, it, they could have done more with Dave, and they said goodbye to him early. Ronnie's dance diversion doesn't work, and Victoria is on to their little game. Mm -mm. So juvenile. I'm on to you all. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for whatever that was. Now Matt Brody gets into it with The Rock, and he makes a fool of himself as we see a return of the Vomit Comet. Get this through your head, Mitch. You're not a cop. You're not the fucking equalizer. You're a lifeguard, Mitch, who sits in his fucking tower all day because it's the only place he has any sort of power. This is the real world, Mitch. Lifeguards can't do shit. Matt Brody comes to apologize for what happened, throws one of his medals into the ocean, and is kicked off the team for 15 seconds. You're done. Oh, wait, now you're back. What was the purpose of kicking him off the team? He, they hadn't finished the conversation, and he was, he was expelled and then let back on the team. Well, that same effect, why is he throwing his medal in the ocean? Can't he just tell The Rock, hey, I'm, I'm ready to be a team player, I'm not above you guys anymore, without hucking his priceless prize into the ocean? 
Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of emotion from Summer's face, and that that, that was a really well acted scene by Summer. She could you could see that it was bothering her that that he was a little lost puppy, and really some true relief when when he was hired back. And as C. Dot described, fifteen seconds. I just was trying. I just never seen you know like there was a time there to create. A, oh man, Matt Brody's off the team. Nope, he's not no, off right the back. team. He's well, still do, on the team. This is another problem I have with the movie is they do they try two different things. They do the Matt Brody off the team for eight seconds and they also do the rock is no longer the leader thing later in the film for like another eight seconds like one of those two would have been a fun dilemma to have but you did both of them but also neither of them at the same time no well you did see the rocket at sprint that's where he runs i mean you have a scene where he's off the team (laughs) (laughs) he was not off the team for very long our crew devises the plan to sneak into the hospital to get the councilman's body the plan is going great until it's not. Oh, no. And a high-speed skidoo chase ensues. A fist fight between The Rock and one of Victoria Goons happens. I feel like you didn't like the hospital scene. Where they're in the little, I don't even... Tell me, I thought the hospital scene was really funny. The scene where they're in the morgue is hilarious. And the embalming fluid is hitting him, or we presume that's embalming fluid. It just was, I mean, it was a, it was a wild scene. I... Again, I know that it, it's a comedy, right? But, like, for me, uh, to the comedies that I really enjoy, there's got to be some level of believability of the, the, the plot. And I, I just felt like it was so outrageous. And, again, with, with the penis, you have The Rock telling, telling Brody to, to get under, you know, the carriage there, and then he starts taking photo Like, mm-hmm. You can get uh, that's like a felony. You could get. I mean, forget about forget about getting kicked out of the Baywatch team. You could have gotten arrested for years. This man wanted the Rock prosecuted. (laughs) That's what he wanted. He wanted the Rock prosecuted. So the crew tries to go to the police to tell them what they've seen, but they're they don't have any evidence. Homegirl lost her phone. We had evidence. And then what Gold Digger started playing killed the evidence. The Rock and Zac Efron spot how the drugs are being moved. Why are these drugs being moved at 1 o'clock p.m. Central? Not one time were they doing these illegal activities at night. They're doing it during peak beach time right in the front of everybody. Of course you got uncovered. Big plot hole. It was very confusing what the hell was going on. And I, I keep saying the same thing. This is more of a drama, right? Like a dramedy. But Breaking Bad, you very clearly understood like what was going on with the drug moving. This was such a significant part of the movie. And I don't think it was ever very clear what they were moving, when they were moving it, how they were doing it. And I feel like that really needed to be explained early. If it weren't for dialogue, I would literally had no idea. Like, let's say you watch this movie on mute. I'm not that you should have, but whatever. Let's say you're like, it was you on the back. You watch this movie on mute. Let's there say like you're like vacuuming around the house and your AirPods on listening to music. And you look up and it's just on. You can't hear it. You would have no idea in this scene they're moving drugs unless you can hear them in this film say they're moving drugs. Because right. you're right. There is no like indicator of that's what's happening. And you're right. Breaking Bad is an extreme example. But at no point if Breaking Bad's on like in the studio or something, I can't listen to it. Do I think to myself, I don't know what that is. You know exactly what right. that is. This is where I think 21 Jump Street did a good job. Like 21 Jump Street honed in. This is what we're trying to solve. And every action is trying to get these drugs off the street. She's then doing real estate, but it's really a cover for this. But so like, confusing. But like, we also don't really ever get the effect of like, hey, these drugs are a problem. Like, it's not like early on when The Rock sees the kid with the drugs, he quickly gets it. He then sees another person with the drugs. Like, we never really get the effect of, man, these drugs are harming the community. They just are kind of there. It just, I'd never made any sense to me why 
you know, she's this high level, very calculated drug dealer, and they're selling drugs in the middle she, of the day during prime beach season. In a beach town. It'd be like, hey, we're in Honolulu. We're going to move drugs around at noon. Like, what are you doing? Another quick point. I almost thought she was, like, too attractive to be unlikable. Not that I needed it to be a man. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like maybe they ca- could have casted the villain like a little bit less attractive because <laughs> it was just hard to root against this woman that was so attractive and in this power suit. I just, I don't know. I just couldn't buy into. She it. also couldn't act to save her life. Let's let's calm down here. Uh, <laughs> you think you think I thought she Priyanka Chopra I thought, Jonas? I, I thought Priyanka Chopra was great here. <laughs> One thing this, this called her Morgan Freeman. This was there. this was actually the part to like your point of like the not believable. They want me to believe that Mitch is the man, right? Mitch mm-hmm. is the man. He's walking around. Everybody's dabbing him. Everybody loves Mitch. He can just put on a chef's hat and then walk right into the kitchen and spot where the drugs are with what then would be the most muscular woman you have ever seen. It is the most recognizable person in town with the most mu- – and they're just walking into this place to where the drugs are just – out by the milk and eggs? No, that that part I didn't like. That part I did like that he must have a really good 3D figure hookup because that thing was changing in the tank. I, I did <laughs> I did get a kick out of that every so often. Your guy Dave, my guy Dave, he died. Oh, Another dead body washes up on the beach while Zach Efron and The Rock were playing dress up spy. The Rock then gets fired. Zach Efron gets promoted, much to the dismay of the team. The Rock is now working at Sprint. Until David Hasselhoff appears to save him from his boring nine to five. The Rock isn't more connected in that place to not get a regular sales job at Sprint. He's supposed to be the man. Everybody loves everybody loves Mitch. He's now making nine seventy five an hour to work at Sprint. This is also my point. I, first off, I can't believe that he ended up at Sprint. Good good uh, plug by Sprint oh, to make sure your stuff pops up. Yeah. But also, this is my point about the police officers in this town being terrible. The lead lifeguard gets fired for a dead body washing up on shore, and it doesn't seem like the cops have any repercussion from the fact (laughs) that there are bodies washing up on this beach town shore, but the lifeguard is in charge of making sure dead bodies don't arrive. Makes no sense. Well, we now found out that that guy was dirty, though. The the head lifeguard, the lifeguard captain, he was dirty. Thorpe. Yeah, I I have a problem with, with the Hasselhoff scene. You booked Hasselhoff. Once you have Hasselhoff that's buying in, I think now you have a responsibility to do the Baywatch franchise right. And once you have Hasselhoff in the movie, you only get one shot at this. There's no redoing the redo of Baywatch. And this was such a bad film, five out of 100. And it's a waste of the throwback of getting those Mitch on Mitch scenes, which were good by themselves, but I I just think they did... They did the spirit of Baywatch. A, a you wanted the shirtless slow mo David Hasselhoff running. Is that what you're looking for? No, what I mean is like you want him on the beach. I actually wouldn't have minded if David Hasselhoff had helped them with the investigation. I would have been okay with that. Kind of like basically what happened in uh, the last Jurassic World movie. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you got him and he was in it, and like that would have been such a cool moment if this was just generally a better movie. And they burned that opportunity by having this movie suck they, so. You're bad. right. They didn't. They did not lean into the nostalgia of Hasselhoff. That they, was such a great get. And I would and, say this to your to your point. Yeah, I and we'll probably talk about it later. They leaned into the nostalgia of Pamela Anderson at the end because it's the slow mo. It's like all the things you make fun of Baywatch for, and like even uh, that scene, he's like, "Is she moving in slow motion?" And I'm all like, "Yeah." They did her right with the nostalgia play. They did Hasselhoff dirty. Right, right. I agree. Brody gets the crime scene photos. They keep doing some digging, and they devise a plan to finally crack the case. They find the drugs. They also find the hostage. 
but Brody gets knocked out. Your point about believability. How are they doing these investigations? Just so they weren't incognito. They weren't really undercover. I mean, you got just three attractive women. You were not uh, low-key sneaking in there. That's not how this works. The disguises needed to be better. I, I think you're right. I think your best point about that was the fact of The Rock, who's supposed, supposed to be the most popular man in town, being in that chef outfit. Anyone could have picked him out. It's not like he had any kind of mask or even if they would have wanted to do a spoof in that scene of like putting the glasses with the mustache. Even that would have been, I think, more acceptable than that. And then you're right. I mean, you're just reaffirming it with the, the party scene. Victoria tells Brody that Brody is messing up the plan and the bad guys are trying to drown Brody. But Summer or Mitch comes to save him. Then we get to the end. I hate it. The last 12 minutes of the movie. It ruined what would have been a funny comedy Why? with some drama moments. I don't like that this last scene where they're infiltrating the yacht party, basically, they are, they are essentially secret agents. They've gone from regular lifeguards to the ability to sneak onto a yacht and fight people? No. Just be funny, be humorous. You can have a slow-mo and run down the beach to, like, you could have done so many things, but... It became like a bad action movie for 15 minutes. Yeah, I just thought it was like trying to like, I would say I thought the movie did a good job of not taking itself so seriously. And then at the end, I thought it like took itself kind of seriously. Like I didn't really like the fireworks scene. He then blows her away with this Roman candle. Like I thought it was kind of like a fun, lighthearted comedy. That's Rob's point. I thought at the end, like the final conclusion, the big shebang it then tried to be like an over-the-top action movie, which that's not really what it was really at any other point. I was not a fan of how the movie wrapped up. Yeah, and the the, again, the whole fireworks and the idea that The Rock is just going to be holding the right cannon when Ronnie finds the mm -hmm. right button at the right time, and then they blow her the, the smithereens and... Then the foot comes down, and you're just like that woman's the foot. Thing foot. Was, see, uh, the foot thing was dumb, but it made me laugh. Back to being a comedy again. You think they reverted back to the comedy? Which I liked point, the comedy. Right? I will say this: the idea that Ronnie is just able to run a pyrotechnics board no problem is also really. Well, he stupid got a smooch, it. yeah, and that gave him the the, the magical confidence. powers. Yeah. He's also the tech guy. He also is the tech guy. Speaking of the smooch, everybody is hooking up. People are getting <laughs> arrested. The lifeguards and the cops are on the same page. Pamela Anderson makes a cameo. That is the end of Baywatch. It was it was happily ever after, but I just I think at a certain point, right? Like the problem is that everybody knew exactly where that this was going, right? CJ was going to get with Ronnie. You had Brody that was going to get with Summer. It seemed like The Rock even had a love interest with the other lifeguard whose name I, I can't remember at all she was an attractive woman too she was yeah and and now now you're, you're also telling me that they're going to have such a lack of professionalism moving forward where everybody's dating everybody and there's not going to be drama there that actually seems very realistic for what probably happens <laughs> at a lot of lifeguard places yeah. everybody fucking everybody is, is mm -hmm. what i would imagine most summer jobs are like the cop did a nice job i think the whole time too and i, I think they wrapped up that story nicely when, where he didn't want to apologize but then eventually did, did so for on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie got a 17% and a 4 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, quote, Baywatch takes its source material's jiggle factor to R-rated levels, but lacks the original's campy charm mm -hmm. and leaves its charming stars 
flailing in the shadows. Peter Travers of Rolling Stones gave this movie a two out of four. Quote, think of yourself sitting down for a big two-hour wallow in an instant stupid vat of popcorn slathered in fake butter and possibly a mound of melted M&Ms on top. It feels great chugging it down, but then your stomach hurts, your head aches, and you puke the whole thing up so you can forget about it in the morning. That's Baywatch in a nutshell. I think this was a good cast really doing the most they could with a bad hand. And that's the most disappointing part. I I think they performed and acted as, as good as they can. There, As to Rob's point, there were tons of funny moments in the movie, but the, just the movie in general and the script just sucked. Uh, uh, too far with some of the jokes. We've talked about that, and the plot was terrible. I, I just... It's almost like you, you wish, hypothetically, they could have a do-over, because I really did enjoy the cast. Maybe this is semantics, but I don't think they were dealt a bad hand. They had a campy, fun, humorous idea, and then maybe that is the bad hand. The script was trash. That's like, what I mean. Yeah. There's, no, there I agree. Are, there I agree. Are, there are very funny moments where they lean into the campiness. They lean into the, hey, we're all just attractive people living our best lives on the beach. We go out of our way to show these people in bikinis and in you know shirtless moments. That's the fun, campy nature, but it seemed like that was all on the back burner to action, comedy, drama, storylines that no one cared about. Just give me the fun, goofy nonsense of being a lifeguard. I thought this movie, if done correctly, is 21 Jump Street. That's fair. I think it's 21 Jump Street. Like, 21 Jump Street is a better movie than this. I like Baywatch. I don't dislike it the way that you do, Pete. I like this movie. I think 21 Jump Street is Baywatch done correctly. Like, they nailed everything. The right two people, the right storyline. They honed it in. Super rewatchable. That's a movie they were able to get a sequel for. Like, mm-hmm. you got to think, this movie tripled up and still couldn't get a sequel made. They made a sequel for 21 Jump Street. Which so, also was good, too, by the way. They did the exact same yeah, thing. Same formula, hit it again. I don't disagree. I mean, I didn't like the movie, and I was checking my watch the entire time. But I agree with you guys. I think it was a missed opportunity, and... The Rock has made a living off these things where he makes one action movie and it does so well and is so good that he makes number two and it prints money. And I, I think picking that script, it was, it just gave everybody a, a it was a disservice to everybody because you're right. It could have been this cash cow and a, there's no way they redo this. Thing. I mean, to that point, do you know, one of my fun facts is Alexander Daddario and The Rock, they work together in San Andreas. They are going to work together again in San Andreas 2. Yes. We are getting San Andreas 2. Right. That movie did not need a sequel, and yet it, The Rock, and they had the right formula, and it printed money. Here we go again. You can't get Baywatch 2 to exist? That's a problem. Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times gave this movie a one and a half out of four stars. Quote, as with the case with Chips, Dukes of Hazard, Beverly Hillbillies, And I'll just stop there. When you make films from junk TV, more often than not, you're going to end up with a junk movie. I don't think this was a junk movie. Like, we kind of call them, Rob and I call them, like, FX Spikes movies. Mm -hmm. I think that's what this is. I think this is a Sunday afternoon spike. You only can suggest to go see this on a matinee. I don't think it was so bad to the point where if I was in a theater watching it, I would have left. There have been movies in the past that I've done that at, uh, but I, I've watched it, and I'll tell you, if I happenstance, you know, get to it again on a USA Today, on a Spike, on a TNN, or whatever it is, I am I'm going to the next channel. So <laughs> you know, you're not watching it again. No, you don't I need will, any interest in watching it. Again. I would definitely watch this movie again. 
I mean, life life doesn't offer you definitiveness always. This was a this is a definite one and done. For me. I will never watch this movie. <laughs> this was a one and done for Pete Sweeney. Yes. All right. This is when we get to our award segment. This is when we get to when Ooh. a hero comes along. Give me a person, place, or scene that you thought tried to save the movie from being poorly rated under a six You want to go? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, You're not ready to think about it. Yeah. It's the attractiveness of the the actors and actresses, like. Baywatch, at its core, the TV show, is built on the idea that really attractive people are in a, you know, junk TV show, to quote the review. That's what, like, the source material was. The Rock is an incredible-looking human specimen. Zac Efron is, what, one of those, like, people our age is, like, darling. Oh, my God, I love Zac Efron for women. You had Alexander Daddario, who's gorgeous. You had Priyanka Chopra Jonas, who is gorgeous. You had CJ's character, who I don't know who that is off the top of my head. She was attractive. This movie did a good job being like, hey, what the source material is, it's attractive people on the beach, slow-mo running. And they gave us that. They did try to save it with the attractiveness of the cast. I think this might have been better suited as a rom-com. And maybe they're solving several crimes throughout, and you're really just rooting for the two to three love stories that they lean into, right? I think the saving of Matt Brody might have been enough to carry the movie, whereas... The whole plot was let's solve this one big crime. And I think you're left wondering like more about if these attractive people are going to be hooking up more so than you even give a damn about whether or not they catch this also happens to be very attractive killer slash crime boss. I agree with Rob. I'm going to give the cast the same award for The Hero Goes Along. I thought this movie, like, for its flaws, and the movie has its flaws, I thought the movie really honed in on, if you're going to see Baywatch, this is what you're expecting. You want to see The Rock be The Rock. Do some rock shit here. You want to see really attractive women run in slow motion. We got a little bit of that. We want a little bit of action, a little bit of comedy. Like, I thought the movie did a really good job of, like, honing in that – if you go pay a ticket to go see Baywatch in the theater and it's starring The Rock and Zac Efron, I think you got exactly what you bargained for. So I, I, I think that's the highlight of it. The plot could be better. Like I said, this movie could be 21 Jump Street if you just change a little bit of the plot. I think Ronnie really carries the movie. I think you need the the characters like The Rock and Matt Brody. I think were good. Um, Summer and, and the rest of the – I mean, they were good. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, I would – I think the main question everyone's wondering is like, is Ronnie going to get with CJ? I don't know. I just, that's where I come off of like, let me ask you this, Pete. Do you think that, do you think that Ronnie pulls CJ in real life? Cause I think the answer is no. I think yes. We we've seen in that the, girl is dating a surfer in real life. She already has a boyfriend. The dopey comedic guy does a lot better nowadays than people think. I know it's an old trope. Like there's no way the funny guy gets the girl, but Pete Davidson, it's an extreme example in real life is not known for being attractive. He's the funny guy. He pulls the hottest people on earth. I think dopey, funny makes her laugh guy. He probably is not the first boyfriend and she probably has a backdrop of, I mean, eight terrible surfer dudes, but I think he can pull her. We've seen 10 different versions of Adam Sandler get with 10 different versions of Drew Barrymore. and Jennifer Aniston, too. They, they've stayed in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. They've stayed in a relationship, those I, two. I would lean, no, but uh, uh, to Rob's point, I, I don't I don't think it's impossible, right? Sometimes the, the goofy guy can can will his way with humor to, to getting someone that attractive. I mean, when you just think about the big four here, so The Rock's love interest is beautiful mm-hmm. alexander daddario every time on there just very attractive woman woman priyanka chopra yeah 
next level model cute and CJ like I was I, I went back and I was googling I was like yo why is this CJ girl like why is she not in more movies she's only in four movies you're telling me you can look like that woman what's her biggest movie do you, do, do you this remember this movie this one yeah this movie like Ke- Kelly Rohrbeck should have been a star or at least she should have been on a TV show that's like oh she's in Vampire Diaries oh she's on that one Netflix show this was kind of this was kind of the peak for her. Which she has a per, she's a person in Yellowstone. I don't know how serious she is. I don't watch Yellowstone, but yeah, she's not really in anything. Yellow, Yellowstone's a big show. I mean, she's do you, know, do you watch Yellowstone? I don't. Do no, you know? what I, what I what I mean is is uh, like I I watched Succession right now. And, Fantastic show, by the way. And Kieran Culkin had done a lot of stuff before that, and I I think sometimes when you work that big show, maybe it can be a catalyst for you. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. I mean, the show came out 2019, Yellowstone. She's only been in four episodes. So it's not like she's like, I thought she was a member. So so after Baywatch, CJ Parker, she does Ocean's 8, where she plays herself. So she's not in Ocean's 8. She just plays her main. And then she's in a rainy day in New York. Like, how does this person only do two more movies after Baywatch? Like that part's a little bit surprising to maybe me. Maybe she's you know settled with Ronnie and called it a career. Yeah, this she's is, a, she's uh, a swimsuit model too. I mean, maybe yeah, she, no, this. she was a, a very attractive woman. This is where we do doing too much. So the opposite of when a hero comes along, give me a person, thing, or scene you thought was doing too much. I think we know your answer. It's the dick jokes. Yeah, I think it was predominant throughout the movie. Now, I don't think that like a movie has to have no dick jokes, but I just think. That was the theme of a lot of the jokes. And I think when you're making dick jokes, it works with a certain contingent, a certain percentage of the crowd. But to me, the percentage of your viewers that are going to really, really enjoy dick jokes is probably sub 10%. And when you're making that many of them, I think that's where your movie is going to suffer when you're leaning into that kind of comedy. The answer is the ending. The ending's terrible. It just... I don't. It, we had a chance to be a goofy comedy. I do think it probably works better as a rom com to Pete's yeah. point. But in the last fifteen, maybe twenty five minutes, it goes from like, okay, they're investigating things. That's weird. They're lifeguards, but you know, they're they're doing a bad job because no one believes them because they're lifeguards. Ha ha, funny, funny. To suddenly they're like, it's like a Bond movie, and every one of them is James Bond. It's terrible. The ending is doing too much. I'm with you. I feel like. This might be the movie, Rob, that you and I are probably most aligned with. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it for the reasons you like it. I dislike the movie for the reasons you like it. Like, you, yeah, you and I are on the same page. I, that, that's probably my biggest complaint, honestly, is the end. Uh, it's just, I, up until that point, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I, I can suspend belief to a certain point. The last ten minutes, I'm like, all right, this is stupid. <laughs> like, this is like that was. I think, that's the only time I said the whole time this is stupid. I think the best movies out there, and this goes for comedies too, like have a very clear problem and a a chasing of, in a sense of how are they going to resolve this problem. There were like too many problems in this. Mm-hmm. Like, was uh, is the problem we're chasing to fix Matt Brody's life? Is the problem we're uh, chasing to fix the beach? Is the problem we're facing that Mitch has an identity crisis when he suddenly has Baywatch stripped from him? Nobody really knows what the problem is, and then they, to your guys' point, solve everything right at the last second, and it's just so dissatisfying because you never knew what you were chasing in the first place. That's probably a very good point. Uh, there's too too many plot points yes. going on, Pete. That is the movie Baywatch. That is your first appearance 
God. on the Bad Movies Worst Opinions uh, podcast. I will have you know, I don't have Paramount Plus, so I, I paid three fifty to do this with Why you. Why don't you oh. ask one of us for Paramount Plus? I would have just gave you the password <laughs> for Paramount Plus. But I owe you three fifty. I'll give you back no, three fifty okay. for watching. I, I enjoyed my time. I, it was worth the money. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, this is the Bad Movies Worst Opinions podcast where we believe that everybody has a favorite bad movie. Give us a review, like us, do all of those things. Rob, we are watching Steel next week, starring Shaquille O'Neal mm. for the NBA, NBA Finals. Finals. We're gonna watch our first Shaq movie. Shaq, he's gonna be he's a theme all these. Yep, of these Steel. Who is the man who could jam over any man? Shaq.